Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden, mother, and crone. Looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Welcome back. This is Amber Garvin, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Cindy Murray and Kristen Hessler. Hello. And uh, this week is kind of a uh, short topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, It's going to be pretty much uh, bariatric surgery and then the struggles that people go through, especially if they don't have a lot of money, which... You know, I mean, at the time, I'll just uh, come out, and I know I've said this in a past podcast, is that uh, actually uh, three years ago, this month, or last month really, three years ago, last month, I had um, the vertical sleeve bariatric surgery, and uh, it was definitely... I had it right after my mom's death, and it was definitely a struggle in my life. I uh, was going through some things financially afterwards, and so definitely I had the money to get through the surgery and the appointments and everything, but I didn't really think long-term, especially struggling financially, I didn't really think long-term how I would continue on this special diet that I had to be on post-surgery with the protein shakes that are expensive and everything like that struggling financially because um you know I was married and I was pretty much the sole breadwinner of my family and you know I'm a teacher so so I, I know like a, it's definitely post-surgery is a hard time for people, especially if you know what you're getting into, but you really don't know what you're getting into. And I want to say that that was definitely like uh, probably one of the hardest times in my life, especially after my mom's death and moving and going through that surgery and everything. I could see that because... Whenever you experience a death in the family, a lot of times people can turn to food as their comfort. And if you had that surgery, you can't turn to food as your comfort because you can't get that comfort that you desire after you've had bariatric surgery. The amount of food that you consume for the longest time is just these minimal tiny bite quality uh, quantities mm. of food yes yeah. and you you don't get the same uh comfort foods because you're not you know eating a pint of ice cream or having pie or eating you know mashed potatoes and mac and cheese and stuff like that yeah and as we discussed in uh earlier podcast uh you know we're binge eaters especially me so and that was like the first thing that i you know wanted to do was comfort myself and binge eat and I remember just laying in bed and crying I just want to eat and you know the what what's nice about it is like uh afterwards you don't eat for so long you forget why you even wanted to eat 
Yeah, and that's the good thing about that. I mean, that's part of what why that works. I mean, <laughs> they wouldn't release me from the hospital because I wouldn't eat. I literally had no desire to eat or drink for weeks. I yeah. just could care less. Yeah, yeah. Um. It, it like I got stuck at the hospital for a while because you had to. Afterwards, you have to drink like a certain amount of water before they'll even let you get up out of bed and then like walk around. And I'm I'm sitting there struggling crying trying to drink this water and the nurse keeps coming in you know drink your water drink your water you're supposed to drink one like every 15 minutes or something and I'm just like I can't even get one down so it took me eight hours to drink the water that I was supposed to drink yeah yeah, I know mom was like, hurry up, I want to go home. Because <laughs> she stayed with me in the hospital. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought she was to. supposed to come home that morning or, you know, like the have afternoon. the surgery in that yeah. afternoon and go home. And it was like, nope, no. <laughs> you're staying the night, girlfriend. Yeah, I was too <laughs> sedated. And then and then when I got home, I realized I just didn't have an appetite. Uh, it wasn't yeah. because of the discomfort or anything like that. I mean, I was in a lot of pain, but... I well, just didn't have that same the anesthesia the anesthesia the uh halts your digestive system mm-hmm. so your part of your appetite is that you have certain chemicals that are released mm-hmm. in your body and if you've the taken a, yeah if you take away part of your stomach you're not getting all of the ghrelin all of the ghrelin that you need that makes yeah. you hungry in yeah. the first place yeah. so yeah but yeah you're you were talking about Uh, bariatric on a budget and how it you know having bariatric surgery like you save up all this money to have the surgery and then you think oh okay you know I'm going to save some money on on my groceries because I'm not going to be eating as much all the broth and all the protein shakes because you have to have a certain amount of protein the protein is expensive I can tell you that before I had the surgery probably one of the reasons why I had a weight problem was I wasn't eating healthy foods I was eating ultra cheap food like ramen and macaroni and cheese those are two things that I could think of immediately off the top of my head that were common in my pantry I had the 33 cent mac and cheese and I would eat the whole box as my meal Um, or sometimes I would mix tuna in it you know and eat half of it Um, or I would eat um, you know, fish sticks, you know, cause you can get like a giant bag of 144 of them for like $4. Mm-hmm. And that was a big portion of my regular diet was eating super ultra cheap. Yeah. Um, and it was very unhealthy. And once you have that surgery, you can't eat those things. The yeah, food you that you have mac to and eat, cheese. You can't eat is ramen. expensive. You can't. It's pure protein, like solid meat. Yeah. Cheese. You know, and dairy yeah, products and then your fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's stuff a like it's a struggle. Like definitely, I do miss the cheap grocery shopping days because mm-hmm. I try to get my protein in still three years later, and it's a struggle even doing that. Yeah, I um. So when I had the surgery, like you, I had a roommate. I was living with my brother Stephen at the time. Um, actually. I had I was living with my roommate Crystal and then I moved in with Steven. So um, the way our living situation was I cooked and he just ate whatever I made. So when it was just me and Steven, it was fine because he and I could eat the same thing every day. Uh, when you eat bariatric, you eat really small portions. 
And he was okay with the low carb, no carb. You know, we didn't eat mm-hmm. bread and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, he's not a picky eater at all. Yeah. yeah, and he was just happy someone was, you know, providing food so he could live his life, you know, um, and not have to worry about cooking and stuff. So I would cook and make food, and and it worked good. You know, with Stephen, um, I was still buying, you know, regular groceries that I bought. You know, I just was keeping it low carb and stuff. Yeah. And, um, when Travis and Raina moved in with me, a lot of things changed. Um, yeah, because I really never changed my regular grocery shopping except for I was buying more fresh meat and things like that instead yeah. of mac and cheese, you know, and ramen and cheap stuff like mm-hmm. that to feed myself. You know, I couldn't just eat a bowl of cereal for dinner anymore because I had, you know, the bariatric surgery for one, and then I had two other people to, um, you know, consider. Yeah. So, um, I'm cooking for a family now. So I really don't feel like there's any bariatric on a budget. It's more of like feeding my family on a budget. Yeah. But, and but I still- isn't it at the same time? I mean, because that's one of the things that I see, and you know, that that because you're having to cook for someone else too, and their diets were so far different from what you were eating yeah. um, because they're, you know, they were kind of single dad and child eating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they were literally eating things like ramen, hot dogs, mac fish and ticks. cheese, and yeah. fish sticks. So it was like, oh, wait, here's this old. All this bad habit again. Yeah, you know, and having like the little the little bags of chips and stuff that Raina likes to have. You know, oh, my gosh, those are coming back into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am like trying to juggle my dietary needs, but also I don't want to enforce my strict meat and vegetable Mm -hmm. lifestyle on them Mm -hmm. because my daughter is not a huge vegetable eater. We struggle to get her to eat vegetables and I could eat vegetables. And that's where I struggle um, with the bariatric is that I could eat a giant plate of vegetables and be happy with a tiny piece of meat, whereas I probably need to swap it around yeah, and have just a couple bites of, of vegetables and just mostly meat. See, I guess it's lucky. I mean, I don't know if it's lucky, yeah. but like uh, on my end, it has completely changed the way that I eat now because um, vegetables, except for a few things, make me sick. So I mean, yeah. like the the Thankfully, best thing I don't that have I that issue. Yeah. yeah the the best thing that I can eat, you know, is eggs. I eat eggs all the time because they feel the best on my stomach. But you know, you're talking about feeding a family and everything like that, and they eat completely different than you. I actually had the opposite problem, like um, with my ex husband. If I didn't get really supported at all, like I couldn't eat and then he would go and get like a big pizza and eat it in front of me mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Well, so, and that happens with a lot of people, even just dieters. Kind of diet, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a form of sabotage. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it's done intentionally and sometimes it's done without, uh, it's more subconscious than that. They, mm-hmm. they, they do it because they feel restricted even when they're not being restricted. Well, or and because a lot of times they resent the change that you're bringing about in yourself because yeah, their fear is that when you are skinny and beautiful, mm. then they're 
you're no not going to want them anymore. You're not going to need them. And so they will, uh, spouses, and this goes both sexes. That's why I said spouse. Yeah. Um, it will, will sabotage their partner who is trying to lose weight or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been a victim of that too, you know, and like I say, it's not even always intentional. They don't even necessarily realize they're doing it, but, but that is the right. Yeah. And it's outcome. not always because they're afraid you're going to leave them or something. I can, I can definitely yeah. say that my poor dear husband, you know, does feel that he suffers a little bit because I do try to make low carb meals. I do try to not have things like spaghetti one night and then mashed potatoes the next night and then stir fried rice the next night. We, <laughs> our main course is not revolving around the carbs right yeah. those are very minimal like i made um sesame chicken in my instapot and um i made white rice for reina because that's one of her favorite foods she will mm-hmm. eat a giant plate of white rice and that's where i have to incorporate carbs for her because if i just serve meat and vegetables she will only eat meat and it will do so much damage to her digestive system yeah she has problems with getting constipated and stuff like that so we have to give her the fiber and stuff like that from the breads and uh, to help her even it out because we struggle like right getting her to even eat a bite of but that that's where you should probably switch to the brown rice though yes so we try to make better choices but my poor husband wants to eat pizza one night and hamburgers the next night and burritos the next night and i say no we have to keep these <laughs> meals as low carb as possible because i am tempted if we're having hamburgers i sometimes will be tempted to eat one of the buns or yeah, something right. like that well or- and really in all honesty he shouldn't be eating those things either right because he right. is he diabetic high, yeah but he's diabetic, and that's that's the struggle that we have is that i'm trying to lightly add the low carb into his diet without making him feel like I'm forcing it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. although it is something that he needs, much as a lot of Americans need a low carb diet. Yes. Because diabetes is rampant in America and obesity is is, you know, a main one of the main causes of death. Um I still have to lightly add it. Oh, right. Gentle. Right. Because I don't want him to feel like I'm forcing my dietary needs. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, mm-hmm. the bariatric on a budget thing, I have the opposite problem. I still yeah. have to buy bread. I still have to buy rice. I mm-hmm. still have chocolate milk in my fridge. And there's all these things that I buy on my grocery list that I don't even consume. Yeah. Because I have... I don't want to make my family eat yours, the same bariatric meal as more like life me. on a budget. <laughs> yes, I, it is. It really is. It's the family life well, on a budget. I still eat off of a larger plate at dinner time I, because it feels weird eating off of the little saucer plate at dinner. When, I, I do the same. When my you kid know, sets I the table, I'm not going to make her. went to know, the little saucer I, thing. For I time. don't have a small plate either. You know, I, uh, with diabetics, they often say eat on a nine-inch plate. Well, I don't own any nine-inch plates, and I am not going to go out and buy all new dishes just so that I can eat a smaller portion, you know. So I've just learned to put those measure half of your plate, measure it, measure it, and and make those portions smaller. And I I guarantee you, if you if you measure and you're only eating the amount you're allowed to eat, your stomach is going to shrink to the point where 
that is all your stomach wants to eat, mm-hmm. which yeah. you can attest yeah. to. Yes, definitely. And yeah. and so, you know, the as I have, um, because we do the HelloFresh, which I've mentioned in previous podcasts, um, the, the portion sizes are measured, you know, a specific size. Mm-hmm. And I found that eating that was, there was plenty there where, whereas before uh, uh, on my own at home, I would have... Um, a huge chicken breast for my dinner. Um, now I get like a a four inch cutlet or whatever, you know, or, or I mean a four mm-hmm. ounce cutlet or whatever, and that is plenty. I am like totally full by the time I'm through eating, right? And and so I don't want more. You know, that's funny that you mentioned HelloFresh because you know we also use HelloFresh um, during the pandemic at the very beginning when all the lockdown. Travis and I decided to try that out. Um, he was exploring learning how to cook and follow recipes, and I thought, hey, that's a really good way for him to try to learn how to cook because they give you all the ingredients and they tell you how to do it. Um, Raina was actually living with her grandpa at the time because it all happened during spring break. And we thought, you know, the lockdown was and a pandemic was going to be over in a couple of weeks. So we thought, oh, she'll just stay with him for a while. And so um, she was actually with him for several months. So my husband and I were doing HelloFresh for two people. And, uh, you know, me being on a bariatric diet, he would take the meal and we would basically divide the HelloFresh meal because there's so much food on these plates like when they give you the pasta plate it's this huge plate of pasta like restaurant amount of food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so we would actually divide it into thirds you know and a little bit more lopsided uh, portions nah. so basically he would i would get my small bariatric portion and then we would make one for him for lunch and then he would have his dinner portion which was right. basically a whole, regular whole hello fresh size you know and um anytime there was meat where we could divide it out in that way we did that and and what ended up happening when Raina came back we didn't change the number the head count on our hello fresh order we actually <laughs> just split it so a lot of times when Raina and I will go out to eat um if she's not sure what she wants to eat sometimes we'll just share something and I can say that in that sense sharing my mm-hmm. portion does kind of help on the budget mm-hmm. um because you know I'm getting more than one meal out of um, any yeah. restaurant meal every time I go to a restaurant I always have leftovers and I always end up taking you know several turns of eating those leftovers I'm a leftover yeah. eater so I don't see mind. and I'm not like I feel like I uh waste if I eat out you know I waste At first, so much I felt money. like it was a huge waste of money when yeah. I first had the surgery I would go to a restaurant and look at all the food on the plate and go oh my god I don't want to spend you know 16 dollars I'm gonna take like four bites yeah right and it felt like a waste so I would order something that I wouldn't normally order um kids meals don't appeal to me because they're flavorless in my opinion yeah um so but i would get like something like an appetizer or something Mm -hmm. or like i remember going to a restaurant and getting like a i think it was bread zeppelin and uh getting like just some shrimp 
a mm-hmm. side of shrimp. Yes. Well, and <laughs> I, I, I did that something at the else. Asian I wanted to, I got the chicken skewers. At the I wanted food. to point out to you. I know a lot of people who do that. They'll order like the chicken skewer. Oh, but those are so but, good. Yeah. <laughs> but something I noted, um, and that our listeners might be interested in, was like buffets. So oh, that is yes. one of the things that a lot of I've heard oh, a lot of people with bariatric surgery are so like. Hard. I don't want to go to a buffet and spend all that money. Oh, you can when this still is all I'm going to eat. Go but, to a buffet. Well, you can still go to a buffet, and that's what I wanted to point out. Um, Kristen went to a buffet with us one time. One of our favorites is called Damasi's, mm. and it is a Lebanese. Um, what do you I mean it's Lebanese Mediterranean food. Mediterranean food yeah. so um you know lots and lots of meats lots of fresh vegetables it's really uh good food and um and I don't know what the price for the the meal is it's but like 16 dollars yeah it's something it's, yeah. like that it's higher price it's, than it's like higher price but buffet. it's really good buffet and um we went in and we had Kristen and Raina and so we you know we pointed out to them that Kristen had bariatric surgery would they sell her like a child's plate or something Mm -hmm. like that and they said no but what we'll do is we'll give we'll let both Kristen and Raina eat an adult person so they paid for they gave us the kid meal for free basically yes yeah 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 so I've done that with uh, them also I told them that same very thing and they told me that you know they were just like well you can just pay for one trip oh, to the uh-huh. to the yeah. buffet. Some places they like, they've done, they've done do that, that. <laughs> and then a lot of times though, I still do eat Demasi's, and there's one near where I live. And what I usually do is I'll just go and get buffet to go. Even yep. if I'm with, that- eating with somebody, I'll get buffet to go and get it in the container already, and I'll eat a portion of it. I'll take it home. <laughs> now, I, you know, I'd said I didn't like leftovers, but I will eat Chinese food buffet leftovers well, and, that, and Demasi's leftovers. Well, and that's the thing about the, the buffet to go, because when you do the buffet to go, they give you the containers, and you can fill it as full as you want. With yeah. whatever you with want. Whatever. You can fill it up with just meat. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but the, and then you can take that home and use it, whereas if you eat it off the regular plate, you cannot take that home. You can't yeah. put what's left in a doggy right. bag and take it I home. I actually so. prefer, instead of buying a cheaper version of the buffet, I just buy the regular buffet price and I take it home. Right. I like getting the um, – so in some places will weigh your food uh-huh. instead of yeah. give you a head price count or a head count, um, whatever they call it, you know, the regular uh-huh. – Per person, yeah, cost. It really depends. I on think it. the Demasi's does that. Yeah, They're yeah. Does. So in that, that one, I've, will... I've actually done it a lot cheaper because even though I got to go box and they gave me all these little different size containers for all the yeah. dips and hummus and stuff, I still ended up costing less getting like all of these containers filled to go than I would have actually eating right in the buffet. And I, you know, I like that. I actually enjoy mm-hmm. just taking it home with me. I'm not necessarily care to sit there and eat it. Now, I do that at Jason's Deli. I was going to mention that one, um, yeah. Because yeah. I love their little salad bar. It's about eight ninety nine for the salad bar, and which is actually really cheap when you think about it Is that it the all-you-can-eat salad bar, or is that the one-trip salad bar? They just bar? give you one trip. It's not really all-you-can-eat. No, no, there uh, is. No, oh, there, there is. You used to be able to do all-you-can-eat. There's you can two eat. different ones. Oh, I've, the all never, can... I've never done that. I've just well, if you get it trip. in the to-go, if you get it in the to-go box, it's one trip. 
But if you if you get the salad bar, you can go back as many times. Oh, as I you never want. realized you could go back. Oh I, yes, I always even before surgery, I liked getting that salad bar because I like all of the things like the artichoke hearts and olives and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> my salad but, is mostly salad. But they condiments, actually do. But you can do. <laughs> I get that to go a lot. But you and can I'll do that one there. in that to go mm-hmm. to go box, and then you can take it all with yeah. you. Yeah, I eat it there, and then I end up taking it home. And if I don't pour the dressing all over the salad salad then it's i can good. yeah it's still good because it's just you know pickled things mm-hmm. and vegetables mm-hmm. and cheese and lettuce and um if they have you know meat there like some of them have ham i'll add that on it too and there's usually eggs and i get those and you know an egg for bariatric surgery you eat two boiled eggs and you're like I'm full. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> it goes a long way yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like doing that one too. And uh, I, I'm not even, I haven't had bariatric surgery, yeah. but even I like to do that one. It's a, it's a good deal. So it really yeah. is. And so is uh, the buffet at Salada. I know I can get a small or not buffet, the salad at Salada. I mm-hmm. can get a small salad and it'll, and I don't have, you know, I get the dressing separate and it'll last me like I like their three setup. It's like days. the Chipotle of salad. You yeah. Work through the I line mean, and I get love your it. Stuff I added guess to I love it. it. Subway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to the main uh, topic of it being on a budget, um, when you're talking about protein, getting mm-hmm. that protein supplement, protein shakes is really like your main source of food on a bariatric those are not cheap the pre-made shakes always cost think about things the more convenient it is the more expensive it's going to be oh yeah Mm -hmm. definitely my recommendation for anybody um trying to go for a protein shake get the powder it's worth the extra effort to put it in the blender and mix your own milk or, just or water. Or use the shaker balls. A lot of the, yeah, the, a lot shaker of the balls things have little too. shaker balls that yeah, go in the... Yeah, it's just that effort of actually pouring the liquid into mm-hmm. it and taking the scoop. It is so much cheaper. You get so much more protein. Um, and there's some really good options on there. Um, we'll link it on our Heard It on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite uh, of all favorite brands has been MRE Light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's MRE, like the military mm-hmm. meals. Yeah. I forget what those are called. Meals ready to eat. Ready to eat. Yeah. And, uh, they have a lot of awesome flavors. Uh, my favorite is the banana nut bread. It mm. literally tastes like fresh banana nut bread. It's so good. And, um, that one, my, uh, way to get myself to drink it because, the protein shakes that are already made and they come in a little container, you just put those little, um, containers in the fridge and then you just grab one and shake it and drink it that's the convenience you're more likely to Mm -hmm. consume them the problem is is that they are expensive some of them are in the upwards of five dollars a shake Mm. and when you're talking about you need to consume at least one to two of those a day it can be very expensive Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. more costly it's almost the same as going out to eat at mcdonald's for twice two of your meals so right. the mm-hmm. cost effectiveness the switch off really isn't because you're trading unhealthy foods for healthier options and more protein dense nutrient dense things which 
yeah. do cost And more. you get a lot more than just protein out of those shakes too, which is another right. important reason to have those vitamins. Because, that's, exactly. because that's a lot of the things that you're missing them. from your other foods, because like the vegetables. Because we can't eat all of those vegetables. We can, I cannot eat enough vegetables every day to get what my human body needs, yeah. five mm-hmm. to six cups or whatever. Uh, five to seven servings, servings a day. Yeah. yeah. So I cannot consume that many in one day. So I have to drink the protein shakes. Um, and take the vitamins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, what I do to help ensure that I do drink those, <laughs> ensure, no yeah. pun intended. Um, I actually, every night before bed, I take my little blender bottle. I use my little ninja. Um, but I take my scoop and I put my scoop in it. And I put the blender lid on it, and it's sitting right there next to the blender, ready to go. That way, all I have to do is pour the milk in it or the mm-hmm. water and blend it. And then I drink it right out of that cup most of the time. And, and that's um, that's what your dad does, actually, too. He doesn't do it on the blender, but he has a, a shaker bottle. Yeah. And, um, and he preps his stuff the night before he goes to yep. bed, and his powder's in the bottle, and then all he has yeah. to do is add the water to it. That little effort go. at nighttime <laughs> when you're more conscious of what you're doing keeps you from having to make those choices in the morning because in the morning your brain is not ready to make those decisions so you're more likely to make a bad decision yeah i always prep my stuff in my meals at night Mm -hmm. before i go to bed because if i wake up in the morning and i'm just like okay a protein bar bye i'm gonna go to work yeah (laughs) well and i'm i'm bad about that too because i have to you know, I'm diabetic and I'm on a certain diet, so I yeah. have to eat within a certain time of getting up in the morning. And, I, you know, if, you know, it's hard. And I, I went with the bottled, pre-bottled shakes for a while, too. And, and I did mm-hmm. the powdered ones and it's just I got lazy. So I bought the bottled ones and then they yeah. got expensive and I got tired of drinking them because it's just old. You There's know? not yeah. a lot of choices There's when you get not, those pre And they're ones. not very, most it's, of them are not very good. Funny, after surgery I could not stand the pre-made ones. Like, like yeah, I, I got couldn't tired drink of them, them really like, quick. Like, uh, I wanted to throw them up. And uh, so I had to do the like, just like the Isopure mm-hmm, protein powder. The flavorless, powder, the flavorless uh-huh. protein powder. And I, what I had to do was I had to mix it in soups. Mm. and that's the only way i could get my protein yeah that's the only way i could get my protein after surgery was mixing that stuff in soup because (laughs) i made that mistake one time and we mixed it in soup and heated it up in the microwave and it grew it turned into this weird like oh yeah i've done i've done that too yeah yeah i've definitely done that don't do that yeah (laughs) Another way that I could that I got the protein after surgery is like I did have those protein, but I couldn't just like drink them. I had to turn them into popsicles and oh, yeah. eat them. Mm-hmm. That was the only way. But I mean, I can I can drink those now. Those taste okay to me now, and so does the protein powder. But after surgery, it was a real struggle getting protein because I just didn't want it. Yeah, um, I think that. You know, when we're talking about budgeting and stuff, there's a um, there's a line there where you have to um, put an extra effort in in planning. Yeah, right. Anything that has the Meal word prep. budget in it, you know that there's some type of planning involved because mm-hmm. when you say budget, you have a dollar amount outlined. Mm-hmm. 
when you think about being in a bariatric surgery, you have a protein amount that you have to meet every day. Mm -hmm. It's 90 grams, which is a lot more than the average human consumes in protein. Most people like are lucky to get 40 grams Mm -hmm. depending on what they're eating. And so 90 is a lot, especially when you're talking about only taking a few bites every meal. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I wanted to get at is that, um, in order to be successful, the best thing to do is to plan ahead, have a have a good game plan, and think about what it is that you're going to do. It is really hard to feed yourself on the fly. Bariatric. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, you, th- no. That's not, and, and that's not just for bariatric. I think that's for anyone trying to eat a healthy, yeah, anyone yeah. health-conscious diet. Because But even cannot, on a budget, too, because, yeah. I mean, there's not a, a lot of fast food places that you can get something that's healthy. bariatric-friendly. Yeah, yeah, and even, like, I know you think, like, Starbucks, the sous vide egg bites, I mean, those are kind of bariatric-friendly, but they still but have not a lot of carbohydrates. They're not, a, they're not good yeah, on a it's budget. Not, yeah, it's not a budget-friendly type thing. And if you're going to go to, like, a Chick-fil-A or something. I mean, now Chick-fil-A has those um, grilled bites. But, mm-hmm. like, normally you, the first thing you'd think of would be a salad. And salads at, like, a drive through place are way more expensive than what you can make oh, at home. Oh, they're very expensive. Right. And they <laughs> often have, you know, if you add once you add the dressing on, right. a high-caloric value and a lot of carbs. Right. And, and you just... That's not being very budget mindful if you're depending on eating your proteins and yeah. getting your um, meals the from most fast budget, food places. The I most mean, it's okay to friendly. do it on the fly every once right. in a while, but most budget friendly is to plan ahead, ahead. carry protein in your bag with you mm-hmm. for those moments yes. when you need to eat, like having some little nuts. Um, mm. The best way to do that is going to like the wholesale places like Winco and Sprouts that have where they the, have the bins the and bins you yes. scoop out. And then um, you can pre-portion them into the, the appropriate size Yeah, portions. I get those little tiny uh, Ziploc bags the snack and size, uh, yes. those scoop are like servings mm-hmm. in and put like a yep. million of those bags in Yeah, my husband does that too. Mm-hmm. So he's a... Uh, He's a big fan of the almonds, you know, take the, mm. the little baggie of almonds with him. And um, and that's that's really a great way to do it and have just be prepared. No, like ha- like she said, having the, the protein in your purse because, you know, you're going to get trapped somewhere sometime. And that's my biggest thing is food. that like yeah. I'll get trapped somewhere, and especially and, when I was commuting 40 minutes. Right. Well, and you can also, by the same standard, carry little containers with your protein powder in yep. them mm-hmm. with a, with a protein shaker bottle where all you have to do is add a bottle of water to it mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and you yeah. can, you can do that right there and shake it in the bottle and the, the little ball, the little wire ball helps mix everything up and um, break up all the chunks. And that's really good. So you can carry those with you and have those, you know, have one in the car ready to go just in case of an emergency mm-hmm. because you don't have to have, you could have, you could have everything there in the p- car, like an emergency pack with the the bottle, the shake mix in another little baggie, mm-hmm. and then have a bottle of water that's, yeah. And remember yeah. remember when we went to Vegas for Kristen's bachelorette party, I brought my own food to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like all of my, like, go 
snacks and protein drinks and protein mm-hmm. powders. I, I had baggies of protein powder. Didn't they? Oh man, they took it out. Oh, like yeah, they opened got, up my <laughs> at the airport luggage at the airport, watch. and they took out my protein little bags of protein powder. <laughs> and they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Protein powder." <laughs> but yeah, they they searched my luggage because I carried a bunch of little baggies of protein powder to <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, that probably wasn't <laughs> the smartest way to carry that. <laughs> no, no. Looking back on it, it was definitely not the best. I should have just taken the whole big container (laughs) i was trying to save room okay oh well there's i think we've given some good ideas there for um yeah so uh i want to hear from you guys join us on our blog modernmusings.net join us on our facebook group let us know like your dietary struggles on a budget whether it's bariatric um uh, low sugar, keto, let us know. And if you have any tips that you want to give us or if you want tips from us, send us an email and we want to hear from you. Our email is info at modernmusings.net. Yep. yep. Or you can just go right to the website yep, at modernmusings.net yes. and there's a link right there on the website. So uh, guys, what do we have going on next week? Next I week. I think Kristen is our hostess again. Next week, we're talking about, it's another health oh, yeah. conscious yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about tips to drink more water. Which definitely goes with this because, Today you know, we're we talking can, about getting more protein. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's another thing that I struggle with is water. It is oh, mine too. too. And it's been something that's been on my mind a lot over the years as I've become more aware of my health. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll be talking so about that looking next forward week. forward to that too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, thanks to Red Door Studios. Yeah. And Creative Audio Tech for our jingle and our equipment. We just love it and we hope you guys love it also. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. See you next time.